0: Moncrief on News Talk. Now, I mentioned an iceberg to you, and I don't mean to worry you, but. The world's largest iceberg is on the move for the first time in 30 years after getting moored and subsequently unstuck near the Antarctic mainland. But just how big is this giant and do we know where it will travel towards? Joining me now to unpack this is Professor Paul Dunlop, glaciologist and research director at the School of Geography and Environmental Sciences in University of Ulster. He joins now. Paul, how are you today? Yeah, hi doing well. Thanks for having me thank, on. Thank you very much for joining us. Can you tell me a bit about this? Like, you know, how big is it and where is it at the moment? Yeah, it's, it's a,
1: it's, well, it's the biggest iceberg in the world uh, and it is currently um, moving sort of northwards out of the Weddell Sea. So for people who don't know where that is, um, if you go to the tip of uh, Argentina and you go sort of more or less straight across <clears throat> there's a long, thin peninsula that comes off Antarctica, called the Antarctic Peninsula, yeah. and it is just currently, uh, sitting east of that, in this sort of large sea that's sort of semi-frozen, and it's sort of broke loose, and it's moving north towards an island called Elephant Island under the South Atlantic Ocean.
0: I think we heard about Elephant Island. It featured back in, in, in all those the, the back the Falklands conflict. It was kind of cropping up time and time again around that time. So people probably have an idea where it is. Where did this iceberg come from?
1: So it has um, come from a very large feature o- on the seaward side of the Antarctic ice sheet known as ice shelves, and this one has specifically come off an ice shelf known as the Filchner Rhone ice shelf, which is a huge feature. It's 430,000 uh, kilometers squared, and it sort of sits in the, the well Sea. Uh, and it's these, these ice shelves are huge um, layers of ice that have been built up through time. By ice that have been flown from glaciers that are grounded on on the Antarctic ice sheet that are flown out into the sea, and built up through time. So that's where its home is, right. the will see.
0: And then it, it kind of it broke away from this. It was that very dramatic.
1: Well, I mean. <laughs> I don't think it was. It's probably the cracking might have been dramatic if you were sort of standing on it because there was a. I know there was a Soviet uh, uh, Antarctic station there, and and when the first cracked and they had to uh, move out of it. Or I think it drifted off a little bit and their stuff had to be rescued later. But I mean, not long after breaking off, it got grounded, and it's been stuck there since the early 1980s, and it's just been moving not very much. Since that time, I think since the 1980s, it has moved about nine times over very short distances. But it's on the move now again, and it seems to have broken free. Uh, and if it and if it's killed, it has come away from the seafloor and it has become unstuck, then it will basically drift northwards towards this sort of right. large right. island. Okay, just to remind Hold you again down.
0: how how big it is. Would you, did I hear something like twice the size of London?
1: Yeah, that, well, yeah, for, for for that's about it's over twice the size of London. I mean. Uh, 4,000 square kilometres. It's big. It's about 400 metres thick. So, I don't know what, what size is the is the, the needle that's on Grafton not on Grafton I, Street, on O'Connell Street, about 100 yeah, metres or
0: something like that. something like that, yeah. Um, yeah,
1: well, so say sort of something about four times or higher than four right. times but of the... but it's more the width of, of it,
0: the, the area of it that's so incredibly yeah, large. Massive, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: these things are huge.
0: What kind of speed are we talking about?
1: Oh... Very small at the moment, you know. Yeah, yeah. Glacial speed. <laughs> I because mean because I mean, what's causing this to move is basically ocean currents and wind. So it has to catch the wind, and it also has to catch the currents, and it's sort of drifting north out of the Weddell well, Sea uh, at the moment. And I think once it catches into the sort of sort of sort of polar sort of, circular, sort of um, uh, uh, what do you call them? Sort of sea streams there, you know. Yeah. It'll, it'll sort of pick up a bit of speed, but you know, you're, these things aren't going to move fast.
0: Right. What 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 does it represent a danger or a threat to us?
1: It would if it got under the shipping lanes. It would, you know. But you, you know, if you think about an iceberg that size, it's the size of a small country. Yes. Ships so, uh, will see that on their radars and should be able to avoid it. I mean, the problem when it goes in the into the open ocean is that these things start to break up. So at the minute, it's got this really incredible name called A23AA, yes. which is basically its primary name. But once they start breaking up, like a chunk could come off that, and that could be A23AB. Right. And it's a, small, it's a smaller part, so it could be maybe dangerous for vessels. I mean, the main concern for its impact now is basically on wildlife. If it becomes regrowing again towards the... the Shallow areas of the sea off Elephant Island because this thing is so big, it would disrupt um, uh, feeding habits for birds and marine mammals that live on Elephant Island. Is
0: the it Elephant important Island to? to it, it wouldn't be seawater, sure, sure, wouldn't it? it would be um, actual uh, non-salinated water. So, is that does that carry have a bit of an impact to it as well?
1: Well, I mean that would be fresh water. That's correct. Yeah. I mean it would desalinate. It would desalinate the ocean locally, but you're you're talking about. This, I mean it's the South Atlantic Ocean, so I think it would be minimal uh, over a longer period of time. I think it would quickly become salinated again. I think the main thing is that it's so bad it would basically block access to, um, you know, uh, recognized feeding zones. So if you're a bird and you know where to go for food and you go out and you fly out, and there's a huge berg sitting there, you might not know where to go. I think that's more of the problem.
0: Right. <clears throat> and do we have any idea why this is happening? Are there any theories on that?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, these ice shelves break off peri- periodically anyway. So, I mean, the, ice, the Antarctic ice shelf is, sorry, the Antarctic ice sheet is flowing radially out from the centre towards the ocean all the time, and it builds up these large uh, ice shelves, these big, t- they're really big flat tables, uh, and when you come to the leading edge of them, if you came down on a boat, you'd, someone would be about the size of the cliffs of Mahar. They're huge, huge features, but they do periodically break up. Uh, the concern at the moment is that we know because of climate change that the oceans are heating up, and because the ocean has access to underneath the shelf, uh, there's more concern now that basically rising ocean temperatures are going to make these features more destabilized and break off more frequently. And it's important for us as scientists to understand that because what ice shelves do, ice shelves are like large buttresses that that hold the terrestrial ice, the ice that's on the landscape, back on the Antarctic uh, landscape. And that's really important for sea level rise because once the ice shelves break away and float off into the ocean, all that land-based ice flows out into the ocean very quickly and that can push up sea levels.
0: Right, so that could start to... Push them up much more quickly. My words. Um, yeah. Watch, watch the space for the for the future. Uh, Paul, it's it's a fascinating glimpse into what's going down, th- going on there. Thank you very much for joining us, that's Professor Paul Dunlop, uh, glaciologist and research director at the School of Geography and Environmental Sciences in Ulster University. Moncrief weekdays at two p.m. on News Talk.